The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, Deejans, it is Monday, October 16th. We have your NFL Week 6 touchdown, and then we're going to bet some other shit. I'm Mad Max joining me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, how's your weekend? Uh, good weekend. Went to the casino, had fun. Uh, trying to grind and make more dents in other casinos, you know, free rooms and whatever. But listen, I, I didn't know what I was going to talk about until we did the pre-show. And uh, so now I know what I'm going to talk about. You know, Michelob and X Chris have become loyal listeners on the live show. They're both here now, and they just found out you have an email account that's older than both of them. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, it's it's very true. Oh my god! Now that you put it that way, um, holy shit! Yes. So I still use an AOL account that I got back in high school. Um, I it's, it's a 25 year old email account. Like, so it is older than both the listener. Holy shit, man. I'm old. <laughs> I'm, I know, I know that I'm old, but then when I think about my email address is older than these two guys, I know that I'm really old. Um, but I'm, 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 listen, man, I'm, I'm still old enough that I can like just get absolutely blasted on a fucking Sunday. Like, I mean, there's that. Like, I, I, I fucking the the whole the whole impetus of the story is I, w- I went to the liquor store yesterday, um, and they wanted to see if you know I was like one of the you know value reward members or some shit like that, which I'm not. So I'm not an alcoholic, thankfully. Uh, but then they added me to their system and they asked for my email address, and of course it's AOL. So. <laughs> Miklop's saying he's so old he couldn't even tell you what AOL is. <laughs> Yeah, these kids don't know anything about supper, that noise. No, Tying no, no, no. A landline. <laughs> Needing the disc? I still probably yeah. have an AOL CD. Uh, back when back when you got your Netflix DVDs in the mail three days later. Oh, my God. I, I remember I remember when I, um, I quit my job. This is going on, geez, uh, 13 years ago or something like that. As yeah, as, as, as I spent a good portion of uh, my time just like you know, mailing back and getting Netflix DVD, uh, you know, CD, DVDs in the mail. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, that was the thing. Um, I drank a lot of mezcal yesterday, by the way. That's what I was drinking. I posted a picture of it in the chat, which uh, elicited some uh, questions from X Chris about my uh, uh, tattooedness. Yes, I am very tattooed. I have lots of tattoos. Uh, as uh, was peeking in the uh, the picture that I posted in the the Discord yesterday, but yeah, um, drink some uh, dos hombres mezcal, which is uh, uh, 
the uh, the guys from uh, Breaking Bad, uh, Brian Cranston. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they they put out their own mezcal. And if you're not familiar with mezcal, it's like a smoky version of tequila. And I like tequila in general. I like tequila. I like agave based uh, alcohols. But this got like they they um they like roast the agaves, so you get this like smokiness from it. God. Yeah, and I was out there grilling yesterday. I grilled some chicken, drinking some fucking mezcal margaritas I was making for myself. I had myself a good time. Not so much a good time sports betting, but we will get into that. You ready for this touchdown, Panther? Oh, it's, it's going to be abysmal. Let's do it. All right, point number one. Biggest injury. Justin Fields got injured. Jimmy G got hospitalized. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel both having MRIs today. Trevor Lawrence got injured. And Ryan Tannehill got carted off with an ankle injury. If any of them are long-term, which has the biggest blow to their team? I think Justin Fields has the biggest blow to their team because he is the entire. Um, but there's something I want to talk about. when we, I, I, I imagine we're going to talk more in depth about the 49ers. But I think they kind of got exposed in that how good this team is with their starting line they miss any of those elite pieces i.e debo samuel and christian mccaffrey and they become very mortal i if, if mccaffrey was to be lost for a long period of time i don't know that i like the 49ers as much i mean i have them as my super bowl favorites but without mccaffrey who arguably is the most scary offensive player in the league um yeah, I think the McCaffrey injury is the one that I would see as the, the most damaging to a, a, a team's Super Bowl hopes. Thankfully, if you go through his whole career, career um, he's he's never been injured before. So this would be his, his first time ever being injured. So there's that. Maybe it's San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, um, I... I mean, I would probably put the Trevor Lawrence injury. I, yeah, you're probably right. Christian McCaffrey is probably the biggest of the bunch, but I'd probably put the Trevor Lawrence one. If Trevor Lawrence is is out for a significant amount of time, and the way Houston played yesterday, I'm just saying, like the Jags don't have any room to lose. I think the the Niners still have enough ta- talent without McCaffrey, maybe not to be the Super Bowl winners, but to kind of float on and, and still make it in the. Uh, uh, you know, out there in the the NFC West or in the NFC in general. So, um, I think, yeah, I think those two. And and yeah, for Justin Fields, yeah, if he got injured, I mean, it's not like the Bears are trying to. They're not trying to lose this season, but you know, it's not like you know they're trying to like outright like make the playoffs this year. It's not their goal. You know, they they probably want some more talent around him. So, all right. Well, well you mentioned it. We talked about the uh, the Niners a little bit, but point number two, biggest upset. It was, you know, all those San Francisco injuries led to them being, uh, getting their first loss to the PJ Walker led Browns, but they weren't the only undefeated team to get a loss this week. The Eagles lost to the Jets on the road today at, uh, yesterday at MetLife, um, which was the biggest upset to you? Um, I think it's the Eagles and, and because Cleveland has a really good defense. I mean, we don't. We, we talk about Deshaun Watson. We talk about the offense, but their defense keeps them in games, and their defense won this game. San Francisco had a chance to win the game. Uh, Brody Booty, whatever his name is, 
couldn't put it through the uprights, a 41-yarder that should be a chip shot for an NFL kicker. Couldn't hit it to win the game, and San Francisco lost the game. So, um, I mean, San Francisco had a chance to win that game. The Eagles, I mean, as far as I know, weren't dealing with any injuries. Weren't dealing with, you know, no Jalen Hurts, no A.J. Brown, nothing like that. They just laid a fucking egg. So, to me, um, the Eagles, you know, not being able to take out a team that, I've got my bottom five. I like. I hate the Jets, and they lost to the Jets. Like to me, that's embarrassing. Yeah, listen. I think both teams have really good defenses, and both teams were at home. I think you can't you can't just like kind of shrug off home teams. Uh, you know, a you know missing their starting quarterbacks, uh, respectively, <laughs> both of them, when they've got very, very good defense. Now, I, I actually kind of applaud the Jets because, I, they, you know, they did it without uh, Sauce Gardner as well. Uh, he, he was injured. So that defense wasn't even there 100%. Um, I get the feeling that both teams were kind of overlooking or, or for you know, looking to next week, right? Because is next week's the... Um, the matchup between them two, the two, the that's is that is that where the Niners and the Eagles play? Is it next week? I think. I don't know. Uh, maybe it was a look ahead game or something like that. Let me let me pull up the schedule here. Um, but yeah, I I I would probably put the uh, I'd probably put the Eagles as the bigger upset. Absolutely, you know, I think a little bit more of the Browns than I do of the Jets. Uh, but both teams at home, strong defenses. That's going to make a difference. All right. Point number three, the five and one club. So here you go. With those losses, Niners and Eagles, both 5-1, and one, joining the Chiefs, the Lions, and the Dolphins. It's going to be a fun one. Chiefs, Eagles, Niners, Lions, Dolphins. Which team do you have the least faith in? Um, I mean, by default, it's Detroit. But it's not because I don't have faith in them. I, I like Detroit. I think they're a very good team and a very, very winnable division. I just like the other four teams better. That was a loaded question because uh, uh, X Chris was in the chat. Um, I did look ahead. No, it's it's not next week that the, uh, the, the Eagles and the Niners play. So they still got a few more weeks until they play. So it's not, it wasn't a look ahead game. They just both laid fucking eggs. Uh, I put Miami in there. Let's tell you why. Um, I think Miami has some consistency problems, and still, Tua could you know, Tua could could get injured any moment now. Um, you know, I I I would probably have uh, the Dolphins as my concern out of those teams in there. Chiefs going to keep on rolling because you know Travis Kelsey's banging. Uh, the Swifty out there, you know. Uh, the Eagles bounce back from this loss. It doesn't matter for them. Niners should be able to get back. Uh, I love the Lions. I absolutely love the Lions. Um, I, I don't think – and to, I think he likes it this way. I don't think Jared Goff's getting enough credit at the performance that he's he's doing this season. He is, he's absolutely sensational. Um, played against a, a, you know, I wouldn't say a tough – team but i mean tampa bay had been playing tough this year and just showed the difference between himself and baker mayfield and baker mayfield had a fine game but jared goff unfucking believable it was like 300 and something yards two touchdowns just looked so comfortable out there and he, i know i get it he's got he's got some weapons but so does baker 
And you saw the difference there. Jared Goff leading this Detroit team. I, I like them a lot. All right. Point number four, the Bengals won, won again. So they pulled out a, a pretty good win over the Seahawks. It took a sack uh, to Gina Smith on fourth and goal to close it out. But it was a win nonetheless. Bengals now 3-3. Three and three. Are they back now, Panther? Do you consider them back, or do you need to see a little bit more from them to kind of plant the flag back on Cincinnati? No, I think they're back. I think, you know, what? it's kind of what I talked about at the beginning of the season and then when they were going through their lulls was, uh, you know, the, the first four games is kind of their preseason, finding their rhythm, getting their feet wet, um, you know, and then I think Jamar Chase just kind of planting the flag, like throw me the damn ball, um, made – just kind of opened everybody's eyes like, hey, yeah, we got Jamar Chase. Let's throw in the damn ball. But they're getting good production from their running game. Burroughs reduced the turnovers. He's not taking the sacks. And they're beating good competition. This wasn't like it was a, you know, beating a, a bad team. They beat a good Seattle, a, maybe possibly a playoff caliber team here, the Seahawks. Uh, so, I no, I think it, the Bengals are back. And they're only, what, one game out of first place in their division. So um, the premature digging of the grave for the Bengals was exactly that premature. I, I, I still don't think their offense is what it should be. Like I, I got some concerns. Uh, Joe Burrow put up 185 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. That's not a Joe Burrow game. Like that's not what we've been, been accustomed to. They got the win. So you, I, I, again, I can't be too critical. Uh, the defense did get two interceptions off Gino. That was a, you know, that was a big difference maker there. But other than that, Gino, Gino outplayed Joe Burrow yesterday. You know, fucking Gino Smith looked like the better quarterback on the field. So I think something's still off with Burrow. I think he's still injured and hiding it and trying to play through an injury. Um, I'm not ready to say that they're back, but I'm not like I'm not putting any dirt on them either. I think they're just a team that. It's, it's kind of in limbo. A little bit of a purgatory team right now with the Bengals. Um, they could go one way or the other to me. The pendulum could shift either way. Um, they, they could say, hey, we are back, make a Super Bowl run. Or if they miss the playoffs, I wouldn't – the way that they're playing right now, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. So, I don't know. I, I'm not ready to just say, hey, Cincinnati, you're going to win it all. Because they're in point number five, the 3-3 three and three club. I did the 5-1 club. Here's the 3-3 three and three club. The Jets, the Colts, the Texans, the Raiders, the Commanders, the Falcons, the Saints, and the Rams. Yes, that's almost half the league there, Panther. Which team is the worst of the three and three? Oh, man. I mean, a couple of those teams we had in our bottom five just a couple weeks ago, Vegas and and the Jets, um, both of them getting— And the Commanders. Yeah. And the Commanders. I mean, I still don't like the Commanders. I I think the Commanders are the worst of those teams. I just don't see an upside. I think they're they do the the things that you need to do when you don't have explosiveness, when you don't have playmakers, right? So they keep the turnovers low. They play good defense. Uh, th- th- you have to do that and keep games lower scoring, but. Man, you get into a shootout, or you got to score 24 or more points. Washington's not doing. It. I think the answer to the question for me is the Commanders. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's so. If I was, you know, just looking at these teams that I like out of the three and three club, uh, I like the Texans. I like the Rams. 
right? Those probably be the two, three and threes that I, I don't love the Rams, by the way. I'm not, I mean, I'm a Rams fan. And I, I think, I think they're an okay team. They're not like a Super Bowl caliber team. They might not even be a playoff team, but I like the Rams and the Texans out of that bunch. Um, then the next tier would probably be like the Saints and the Colts. Uh, you know, that would be the next tier. And then I'd probably do Falcons, Jets, Raiders, Commanders, you know. Um, so to me, yeah, Commanders out of the three and three teams, um, probably probably the worst of the bunch. And then if I was I was looking at the Texans, I mean the shining spot, right? I mean, holy shit. Um this this is a good fucking team. Like uh they they, they turned around quick. Um, again, not to say that they are going to absolutely win the South, but they might. I mentioned Trevor Lawrence probably going to miss this Thursday night game. Yeah. That's that that that's a huge blow for Jacksonville. Um, but uh, yeah, man, CJ Stroud has his team rolling. Um, if 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 I mean, Houston has a chance to win the South, that's what I'm saying. They have a chance to win the South. Completely agree, um, especially with uh, Joey Trevor Lawrence. Possibly banged up. I mean, they still have Travis Etienne, who's been an absolute stallion the last few weeks. But that division we thought was Jacksonville's for the taking. Now it's just wide open. The only thing I will say about that division, and particularly Jacksonville, when they play the Colts, the Colts haven't beaten Jacksonville in like six years. So if it comes down to those two, the Colts are screwed. I guess fortunately for the Colts, they're already 0-2 this season against the Jags and don't have to face them again until next year. Or possibly the playoffs. No, there you go. Probably not playoffs. Point number six. (laughs) Point number six. uh, Cousins is staying. Kirk Cousins said he's staying at Minnesota Vikings. They won nineteen to thirteen over the Bears. They improved to two and four. However, of course, Justin Jefferson's still out four to six weeks. Was this the right move by Cousins or not? Um. Yes, I, I think if you want to play for this season. If you want to win and you want to try and make a run, then the locker room has to have a leader, and the quarterback typically is that leader. If he was to say, hey, I want out, trade me, I'll waive my trade clause, whatever, then you're looking at full implosion. So Cousins has never struck me as that kind of guy, Um, and he'll get a contract when this season's up. Maybe somebody is looking for a Wiley veteran to, to lead them to the promised land, but I think for... This Vikings team and this locker room and his situation, it probably was the right call. Hey, here you go, too. Is He's a man of loyalty as well, right? Like, uh, you know, he's made a ton of money in his career. So I don't think it's about money at this point in time. Um, he likes living in Minnesota. Remember, he went incognito to the Minnesota Twins game uh, just about a week or two ago. Like, got his family there. Was just kind of sitting there, like, playing old Kirk Cousins. Wasn't making a big deal about it. He's got young kids in school in Minnesota. He actually likes living in Minnesota. He is the only person in the world that likes living in Minnesota. So, I mean, to him, loyalty is is key. And uh, he, he wanted to stay. I think it was the right move for him to stick around and see what maybe Minnesota could uh, get some uh, wins in there, get competitive again. Um, he's not a bad quarterback. I know we make jokes about it. I know we would say the Cousins line um, because it's like, hey, if you're worse than Kirk Cousins, then you probably shouldn't be in the league. Um, but just saying, you know, he's never going to be the high talented. He's never going to be the top quarterback in the league. But he's going to put up some numbers. He's going to be a, a good enough quarterback for you. And with my extra point coming up, maybe uh, maybe that's what's needed because my extra point here is 
I've got a question for you. Which was the worst quarterback choice? Here's here's some quarterback uh, choices for you. You look at the Giants. They were competitive last night against the Bills uh, with Tyrod Taylor leading the way. The Browns, of course, beat the Niners without Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. The Pats keep trotting out Mac Jones for loss after loss after loss. Okay, so which team made the worst QB decision? Was it the Giants signing Daniel Jones to that big extension? Was it the Browns trading for Watson instead of keeping Mayfield? Or was it the Patriots drafting Mac Jones? Which is the worst quarterback decision? It's going to be Watson. And it has everything to do with the amount of money. The Patriots can be wrong on Mac Jones. They are wrong on Mac Jones. And they'll look to correct that probably in next year's draft. Um, The Giants, they, they they were stuck, right? They were in a great situation to draft a quarterback. They came off of a good productive season from Daniel Jones. They had a decision to make. And they made it. And with a Saquon, a healthy Saquon Barkley, the Giants aren't terrible. So of those three, I mean, the Browns have just painted themselves into a corner. They have to win. Much like we, you know, shit on the Broncos and Russell Wilson, these two teams have to win now because they've put so much money into these two quarterbacks. They don't have a future. So for me, it's Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I think so too. Especially because again, yeah, I mean PJ Walker wasn't great, but they still won anyway, right? So my point is Baker Mayfield could have put up a better performance than PJ Walker, meaning they probably could have won. You keep you keep Baker Mayfield in there consistent. You probably get him for a fraction of the money you're paying Deshaun Watson anyway, right? Um keep that consistency. He was the face of the franchise. I listen, I'm a, I'm a fan of Baker. I think they did him wrong. You know, um, they thought they were upgrading, and I don't think it's an upgrade. I have, you know, first off, Deshaun Watson hasn't been healthy. He hasn't played a lot. They paid him a whole bunch of money to do nothing out there, and they're winning without him. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, the Patriots drafting Mac Jones at the time, it was a popular decision. There was some upside to Mac Jones. A lot of people talking about Mac Jones. Remember, uh, that's where the Niners wanted to draft was Mac Jones over Trey Lance. Well, both of them would have been shitty decisions, apparently. <laughs> Apparently, uh, the uh, the Niners, yeah, we don't give them enough shit for trading all those pet draft picks for Trey Lance, only to fucking uh, dump them off to Dallas. Um, and then you know, Giants. I agree. I think you know, you give Daniel Jones that that extension of the money. They're kind of stuck with him for a bit, but you know, that Deshaun Watson, oof, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough for the Browns for for many years to come. All right, let's take a quick break. After that, more AOL talk. Stay tuned. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I wish I had a dial-up noise. You know, just just have the dial-up noise, and maybe I can put put that in here in post, just so you guys remember what dial-up is. Uh, we are back with you. Possibly never even left you, Panther. We do have a Monday Night Football game, and uh, it seems like the the sports books uh, think this is going to be a very close one. Got your Dallas Cowboys on the road in Los Angeles, take on the Chargers, where there'll probably be more Dallas Cowboys fans than Chargers fans. That's for sure. Dallas, minus one and a half. 
Chargers, get you plus two. Best I can get you for the Chargers. Where are you at in this one? Uh, let's start with Dallas. You know, we the love affair with Dak Prescott, I think, has been worn out now for a while. Um, people aren't saying very good things, even, you know, former players, um, you know, doing interviews are saying Dak's not the future of this franchise. Uh, the talking heads on the four-letter network are kind of throwing him under the bus. It doesn't have near the talent around him that he's had before, but still, this is a good Dallas team. Uh, uh, let me rephrase that. This is a not terrible <laughs> Dallas team. I don't love them. And so far this season, all we've seen them do is beat uh, below average teams. The Chargers are an average and sometimes upside above average team. Austin Eckler is going to be back for this game after being injured and then coming off of a bye week, right? Let's also remember the Chargers were on that stupid, ridiculous early season bye last week, but it may turn out well for them as they get a healthy Eckler back at home. Granted, home field probably doesn't mean that much for LA teams. I'm still getting a point and a half with what I perceive to be the better team. I like the Chargers here and probably will sprinkle a little bit on the the absolute money line. I think the Chargers win this game outright. So Justin Herbert in his last game, of course, was was the you know two weeks ago, whatever, against uh, the Raiders, um, threw for 167 yards. So that was a very mediocre performance for uh, Justin Herbert. He has uh, played one, two, three, four games. Right, this is four games uh, compared to Dak Prescott's five games. Justin Herbert, even with that mediocre performance that I just mentioned, has thrown for 100 more yards than Dak Prescott has in the five games that he's played. Dak Prescott's not having a great season. Uh, His last outing against the Niners, one touchdown, three interceptions. Oof, you know. Sacked three times there. Sacked three times against the, uh, the Patriots. Sacked twice against Arizona. Um uh, that stuff's adding up. I, I think that, that that Dak is is taking a a beating out there. He's has not looked as good as he had in years past. And I think you're right. I think I think the Dak Prescott train might be leaving the station there in Dallas. And you know, I'm not gonna say go Trey Lance or Cooper Rush, but like, I just he's I don't think he's the guy to bring them to the promised land. Um, now, Justin Herbert, again, like I like Justin Herbert a lot. I think he puts up big numbers, but he's very reminiscent of the previous Chargers quarterback. Reminds me a lot of Phillip Rivers, you know, maybe minus all the kids. Uh, Justin Herbert's pullout game, much stronger than uh, Phillip Rivers. <laughs> uh, but, you know, puts up big numbers, maybe can't win games. I think they win today. I think the Chargers probably, you know, win this one by a couple points maybe, I, you know, but it's close. It's a close one. So I, I'm with you here. I'm going to bet the Chargers with the points here. We'll take the two. Uh, at least we got something for the DJ parlay. Let's see if we can get some more as we head over to baseball, where we look at the Texas Rangers at the Houston Astros. They, the guys talking about upsets, right? Uh, you know, Chris talking about upsets. Well, upsets happened in baseball yesterday as Texas. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, fucking, fucking brilliant performance yesterday. Uh, I mean, taking nothing away from Justin Verlander. But, uh, you know, Jordan Montgomery is a guy that the Yankees just fucking took a complete absolute shit on. And here he is, game one of the championship series for the Texas Rangers. 
going out there winning. Did Texas have it in them today uh, to, to get it done again, Panther? They got, of course, uh, Nathan Aovaldi on the mound going against uh, Framber Valdez. Um, Aovaldi had a hell of a season. He's been pitching really well, even even in Boston. These last couple, you know, he he pitched the that one season in Boston that was so stellar. Really good season for the Rangers. Uh, Framber Valdez up and down season. I got this line currently. Let me refresh these lines for us. Uh, we can get the Rangers plus one ten or the Astros minus one twenty. Rangers go up two zero in this one, Panther. You know, when you look at these two teams in the same division, um, Texas was very hot and cold, and then hot, and now they're red hot. And Houston, we just kind of kept waiting for them to find their rhythm, find their groove, get you know, get on this run, and they really never did. They were never the explosive Astros that we've never that we've known before. Their pitching's been very hittable. We've talked about Christian Javier. Uh, so hittable that they had to go get Verlander because Valdez has been equally as hittable. And you look at the Rangers, when they're hot, I mean, their offense is better than the Astros. I can even argue that their pitching has been better than the Astros. And in this postseason, the Rangers have yet to lose a game. Their pitching is on point, and I don't know if anything's going to stop them. They've got the better hitting. They've got the better pitcher in today's matchup, and I'm getting a plus line. I'm jumping on the Rangers for this train to keep rolling. All right. Well, we got another one for the uh, DJ and Parlay. Um, you know, listen, I, I'm a guy that readily admits mistakes. I do admit that I gave up on the Rangers at one point in the season. But, but I mean, to my, to my, I won't say to my credit, but in to your defense. point, to, <laughs> in my, to my defense, yeah, to your, and to your point is there's such a hot and cold team. They're such a hot and cold. I'm mean, to the fact that they coughed up the division in the very last day of the season. So the, you got to remember the Astros are the home team right now because they won the division. They snuck that out over that last weekend. That was Texas. That, that, that was Texas for you. But right now they are the hotter team right now. I trust their pitching, their starting pitching staff better and, and their sticks. Their bats are, are you know, uh, fucking Corey Seager. Just, I mean, you know, uh, this this is a team that's like match. You know, can go toe to toe. You know, in any matchup against the uh, the Astros, and with the plus line, I think we got to do it. Yeah, it's a ten dollar bet on the Rangers, which now brings us to the battle of the Zacks, Panther. Zach with a C, Zach Gallen of the Arizona Diamondbacks against near elite Zach Wheeler. And I can still say that. I can still say near elite. There's no, there's no like trademark on that. Um, Diamondbacks plus one forty five. Phillies minus one sixty two. Ooh man, this is gonna be a fun one, Panther. Where are you at? And the Diamondbacks are the other team that is undefeated in these playoffs, sweeping the Brewers, sweeping the Dodgers, and now they get to go against the red hot Phillies, who arguably could have swept the Braves. Kind of coughed up that 4 nothing lead, but still have been really, really, really good. It is so hard to fade the Phillies. And I don't even know if I'm fading the Phillies as much as the values on the Diamondbacks. I think the line is just off. I think it's too chalky for Zach Gallen being on the mound 
I think it probably should have been a little bit closer to maybe Phillies minus 135, 140 maybe. But at minus 170, I think all the values on the Diamondbacks and Zach Gallen. I'm going to take my little flyer bet and put it on the D-backs. A wise man once told me there's no value in losing. Which That's is a winnable a- game. Which, which, which is why I'm, I'm betting the Diamondbacks because I think they can win this one. I, yeah. No, honestly, I honestly think they can win this one. So I'm, I'm a guy that does play the implied probability, plays the value plays, and so forth. And I'm always getting shit on by, by Panther over here for doing so. Um, but this, I think, this is a winnable game for the Diamondbacks. I think, um, you know, uh, I really could see them outright winning. So ten dollar bet on the D backs, which I mean, we already probably have our DJ parlay for the day, Panther. We'll Sounds probably like just, it. Probably just call it a day, but we do have hockey to bet on. Do you have anything on the ice that you like? The real answer is no, but this is what I'm going to do. I want to talk about three games. Every once in a while I do this because the slate sucks, and I think today's slate sucks. So I'm going to talk about three games, three teams, three heavy favorites, and the only way to bet these three favorites is to put them together in a parlay all by themselves. So here's my Panther hockey parlay. I've got the, fuck, I wanted to say the Blue Jays. The Maple Leafs are at home against Chicago. That's a stupid 250 chalky line. New Jersey's at home against Florida. Florida, not the same Florida team that we've seen the last three years. Um, They're winless and going against a very good Devils team. I had that at minus 190. And Arizona, the Coyotes are on the road taking on the Rangers. Another incredibly chalky line. I want the home team and all that chalk and a parlay, Max. What can you spit out for the DGens? All right, let me let me do this real quick, and then I'll I'll, I'll tell you why you're absolutely wrong on probably all three of them. But uh, plus two hundred Panther, that's all you're getting on that. That's brutal. That's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, because that that Toronto game's down to minus three thirty-five. By the way. Oh, uh, now here's why you're wrong. First off, the Maple Leafs can lose to anyone including the Blackhawks, so there's that. Uh, I actually think the, the the Coyotes, I almost bet them. I think that is upset alert right there. I really think the Coyotes have a chance to upset the Rangers there. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I, I'm not ready to bury the, the Florida Panthers just yet. And this Devils team has shown that at home, they're not, you know, invincible. So I'll, 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 look, here you, here we go. Plus 167 on the Panthers, plus 192 on the Coyotes, plus 275 on the Blackhawks. That parlay will pay you 2,824. So how about you do that? How about you do? How about you just have fun, guys? You, you do the, the all chalk parlay and then the all dog parlay. And then one of those games will still fuck you. Okay, the game that I'm betting on. And X Chris is already already stealing my thunder in the chat. You know it, X Chris. I'm taking the Red Wings on the money line minus 120. I think they get it done today against the Blue Jackets. This is a Red Wings team that I do like. This is a Red Wings team that I think if they make a couple more moves uh, before the trade deadline, could could make the playoffs. Uh, they were sellers last year, then you know, started buying in the off season, and I think they if they continue to be buyers, uh, they they show a lot of grit out there. So. My pick of the day, my one bet, uh, Detroit Red Wings minus 120. I like the Red Wings. I just don't love the Red Wings on the road. If this game was flipped and Detroit was at home, I probably would have been betting the Red Wings. But on the road, I'm just not there yet to trust them. They're still a 
growing curve, I guess, <laughs> with this young Detroit team. All right. Uh, any any credence to your you don't like Canadian teams playing in in the states? Flames versus uh, the Capitals. Uh, who, I, I kind of like the Flames in that one, but you got me nervous. You got me nervous thinking about these Canadian teams playing in the United States right now. Man, it just seems like early season, the last couple of years, it has been a thing. As the season plays out, it doesn't seem to be a thing. But the early part of the season, it does seem to be a thing. I just feel like I maybe maybe it's you planted this seed in my head, but I just feel like the, the Washington Capitals are going out there in wheelchairs and walkers. There's they're so fucking old. Like, I don't know how you bet them. But, um, yeah, it was just a complete stay away game for me. All right. So let's put together this DJ parlay. Then we do have. The Los Angeles Chargers, plus two. Texas, plus 110 on that money line. Arizona, plus 145 on the money line. So our true DJ parlay will pay you 898 on this Monday. Panther, take us home. It's a juicy parlay on a Monday. We'd like to thank Michelob and X-Chris for joining us live oh. right here. In- do you remember the new guy's name? No, we have a new guy. We do have a new guy. Uh... Mathoon 03. Mathoon 03. Welcome, Mathoon 03. Glad you're here as well. You guys can be like Mathoon 03, X Chris, Michelob. Join us live. Come in here and shoot the shit right here in the asylum. Join our Discord channel. And then you call us out by name. We'll holler right back. The DJs will holler right back. It's a it's a DGen love affair in here about sports betting and other shit. But most importantly, you got to let us know what you did over the weekend, what you're doing today. And when it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.